Hey, Democrats, it's me, Lynn Moira Dichter, and time for Chat with the Chairs. It's your weekly peek behind the curtain as to what's going on with the Seminole County Democratic Party across Seminole County, across Florida, and across the nation. Good afternoon. Welcome to Chat with the Chairs. My name is Lynn Moira Dichter. I am the chair of the Seminole County Democratic Party, and we are here every, why say we though, maybe what pronoun am I using? I am here every week, Friday, 3 to 3.30-ish, to talk about the inside story of what's going on with the Semdems, the best name in the county, the best name in the state, and we are, we are here usually every week for just an hour to give you just a peek into what is going on with the SEMDEM organization. Now, when I say we, it is usually me and my vice chair, Tracy Kagan, um, but she is enjoying her holiday, gotten an early start to her holiday, and uh, so she will probably not be with us if she does uh, uh, join in. Um, then I will, uh, of course, put her right in and stream her right in so that you can see her and ask any questions that you have. Now, speaking of any questions that you have, the only way that we know you are here on Chat with the Chairs, it's simple. It's go to the chat bar and simply write in happy Friday, do whatever, you know, say something that's going on in your life, even if it's just happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, uh, happy new year, you know, your wishes for for the new year. It doesn't have to be a political message, it can just be any old thing. So that's that's where we are with this. The way we structure chat with the chairs, if you've never been with us before, this has also been turned into a podcast this year, thanks to a very good friend, Christine Pittman, uh, has put this on wherever you get your podcasts, you just uh, sort of search for chat with the chairs. And this is, I think, our 45th or 46th episode uh, of chat. And uh, so you will be able to go back and see the frantic uh, primary, the uh, general election Things were going on all through uh, 2022 when we turned this Chat with the Chairs streaming episode into a podcast this year. So last year we practiced it. This year we got it right. And we are going to continue on with this in, in 2023. Back to the way we structure Chat with the Chairs. And that's pretty simple. What we do on chat is we talk for the first half of it, I guess you would say, about what happened last week. Then we look at what's happening up the upcoming week. We also talk about current events. And then, of course, we always talk about the food of the day or the food of the weekend. Every single day has a special. It's National Hot Dog Day. It's National Chocolate Chip Day. It's whatever it is. We'll talk about food at the very end of the program. <coughs> well, it's very exciting, and I'm very glad that you're with us. Taking just a little bit of time out of your Friday. I know people are frantic. It is it is a confluence of holidays today. It is our holiday edition number two. Last week was the start of uh, Hanukkah. So we were we were there because Hanukkah began last Sunday night. So we were pre-Hanukkah last week. Hanukkah edition number one last week. Hanukkah edition number two, we are pre-Christmas, of course. Uh, Hanukkah is continuing because Hanukkah tonight at sundown, we will light the sixth out of eight candles. Um, and and that's uh, that's where we are with that. It is also, of course, just a week away from New Year's. It is uh, just three days away from Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa begins on Monday. And today is also a very special day. I'm not sure those of you, uh, for those of you who are who are there, uh, today is also this. Um, let's see if you know what this is. Festivus. Yes, you're right. Festivus for the rest of us. 
If you are a Seinfeld fan, you certainly know what that is. It's about today is the airing of grievances. And um, this was one of the funniest things ever. But today is, is Festivus. So happy Festivus. Woo. We can dance around the pole or do whatever it is. And then, uh, yeah. So that's, that's what's going on today. The only way that I know you're here, as I mentioned, is to go to the chat bar and, uh, you know, just write in a little, a little something, a little mention so that I know you're here and I'm not just blathering on. Um, that's, that's kind of how, how we structure this. And I am very glad to address any concerns that you have as we move from 22 into 23. Um, I've got my, uh, my phone here for those of you who are sending me personal messages. Thank you. But I'm not able to get back to you until we are off of this thing at 3 to 3. So at 3.30, I will respond to all of you who are trying to get just a personal message in there. So thank you for all of that. Um, we are, let's see, when we look back uh, again on the holiday edition of um, Chat with the Chairs, um, we look back and last Friday night was a very fun party in Longwood hosted by um, Luke and Adam. And it was the Rainbow Semdems holiday get together. Boy, was that fun. There had to be 75, 80 people in that room. I mean, in that house, it was spectacular. There was, you know, delicious food. There was a really festive bar. The decorations were gorgeous. The house inside and out, just spectacular. And it was very glad to be around everybody who was part of the Rainbow Semdems, the Rainbow Dems. And um, there were people I haven't seen in forever who were there. And I'm so glad I've been a part of it. I wore my ugly Hanukkah sweater because I figured everybody would be wearing their holiday stuff. And I figured I would wear my uh, holiday sweater, uh, which I did. And it got quite the looks. Uh, <laughs> I'm giving you my Larry David, that like look, you know, from, from a curb. Um, I am, I guess I'm in a Seinfeld mood today between Festivus and uh, my Curb Your Enthusiasm references. You know, my mind is a little bit off today. So that's, that's where we are with that. It has been a, so it started off the week last Friday night after we left each other on chat with the chairs, we, we had our, uh, it was a terrific, um, it was a terrific holiday party. Then um, Hanukkah, as I mentioned, started Sunday night, first candle, and we have done it every day since today is, is uh, candle number six, seven, eight. Is that right? Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yes. Yeah, so I guess it ends Monday, right? Hanukkah ends on, on Monday, but last candle is, is indeed Sunday night. Um, then it was when, let's see. Oh, on Monday, I got a copy of something that is really important as we talk about what we're doing next year. And, and when I put my Semdem hat back on and the holiday festivities are put aside, um, we had um, to draw, and thanks again to a wonderful volunteer and person and friend, uh, Larry, who was able to take the county and divide it up into eight precinct areas, if you will. Seminole County, just a little factoid. Seminole County, and this could be a good trivia question if you're playing political Seminole trivia. How many precincts are in Seminole County? The answer is 82. So what we did is we have divided, we, the Semdens, have divided Seminole County up into nine areas, uh, little quadrants of the county, little sections, little zones, of the county. Uh, we used to call them clusters, but people are offended by the word cluster. Don't ask me. Um, but that, so we divided Seminole County up and divided it into nine areas. Now, 
what we have also done is um, secured somebody to be in charge of all the nine areas. And then there's one person in charge of each. Does that make sense? Kind of a pyramid. Can you picture me here? At the top of that pyramid, at the top of the triangle is uh, Andrew, Andrew, Lisa. And then there are nine areas under Andrew and one in Altamont, Castleberry, Oviedo, you get it, Longwood, Lake Mary, Wakaiva, Heathrow, and of course the rural area in Julio de Geneva, et cetera, et cetera, Sanford, of course. And so Winter Springs, I think I forgot it. I think I hit everybody. And what we have done is put a person in charge of the precincts in that section of, of Seminole County. So we had a meeting with all the pals and Andrew and other people who were integral in establishing this new structure. Well, it's, a, it's, a, it's our same structure, but new people are, are in, new people are out. Uh, you know, some of the old people were, were not able to continue on with their zone. So we picked, uh, we have nine people who are interested in being pals and we are, um, we, we are, we are moving ahead as we turn the page from 22 into 23. So Andrew introduced himself. He then presented his presentation. He did a presentation, uh, a PowerPoint about some of the, uh, what should we call it? Some of the goals, some of the direction, some of the interest that he has to get people, A, registered to vote by mail, B, registered to vote at all, and to make sure that we fill any precincts that do not currently have. Of the 82, there's still a bunch, like 30, maybe 30 that don't have a precinct captain. So one of Andrew's goals, as well as the whole SEMDEM organization, one of our goals is to what we'll call fill the gap or plug the holes uh, in this map. Now I will show you the map in just a minute. Um, and I, you'll see it's a color coded map. And it's, so that's what I did last week. Larry sent the map on Monday and on Wednesday night last week, we had a meeting with Andrew, all nine precinct area leaders, all nine of the, the zones were there. Well, six of the nine were there. And then we had other people who are integral in the process and in the structure who were part of this as well. So that's what we did last week. Now, this is something that is extraordinarily important. Why bother to have some kind of I don't know, pecking order maybe for the county? The reason is because we have, let's call it 113,000 Democrats in Seminole County. We run this organization of 113,000 Democrats with maybe about 50 people, um, 30, maybe, maybe 60, maybe 75 people, I, you know, about that. Under 100 people, we run an organization that really needs to serve a constituency of 113,000 Democrats in Seminole County. Um, and so we have goals, we have priorities, we have tasks to accomplish, we have deadlines by which to accomplish these tasks and, and goals and projects. And so all of this was set out in the Wednesday uh, Zoom call. And we are going to move forward from strength to strength. We had a great year in 22. We're going to uh, build on that in 2023 and have more successes. I am confident of that as we move into what is really the election cycle for 2024. If for one minute you think that we once we turn the page from December to January, that we are not firmly in the next election cycle. You are either naive or you've lost your damn mind. We are absolutely in it. All right. We are in the next cycle come January 1. As you're eating your Hoppin' John, 
or whatever it is, that good luck food that you have on New Year's Day, as you're watching a bowl game, as you're doing, you know, a parade, a New Year's Day parade, the Rose Parade or whatever it is, guess what? We are starting back to put on our Semdem hat to make sure that we have even more successes in 23 and 24. This is the next election cycle. It goes in twos. Um, this year in 23, we have several municipal races that are up uh, for, for re-election or for, you know, election, and we're building our bench. And that's what we did so successfully in the last election cycle is we got people in place at the citywide level, and we are going to build on that as well, certainly at the county level when it comes to soil and water and school board. That's where Seminole County Democrats shined in 21 and 22. So that's where we are now. We start year three of, of, this, um, of, of these tasks, of these goals, of these projects, and it is beyond exciting because now we have to figure out how to reach, how to touch, how to extend a, 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 an olive branch to people in various cities, of course, across Seminole County. We have to extend that same olive branch to different subsets of our mm, base, if you will, right? I love talking to people. You know that. That's not really hard to figure out. But I also know that if we do not in these off-year elections, reach out to some of the people who are critical to our success next year, we are going to have a problem. Those successful, the, the, the outreach has to, a lot to do with our caucuses. It has to do with women. It has to do with young Dems. It has to do with African-Americans. It has to do with Hispanic. It has to do with the gay community. I want an outreach to the Muslim community, the Sikh community, the Jewish community. There are lots of communities of faith, certainly, but there are absolutely organizations underneath this, the Democratic umbrella in Seminole County who have for decades, for his, historically, have always been connected to uh, the Blue Party, to the Democratic Party, and we are going to continue with all of that. So if you are out there, by all means, get involved in chat with the chairs, get involved by coming to a meeting, connect with a, um, a club or a caucus. Maybe it's easier for you to do that. Maybe it's really easier for you to talk to your neighbors. And that is the most critical skill of all. If you're in a neighborhood of 50 or 100 houses, that's not too hard. We can tell you where the friendly doors are and you can talk to them about what it, you know, and maybe they voted by mail and they didn't know what we all know now. And that is come January 1st, every single vote by mail request has been thrown in the toilet by Tallahassee. Thanks to your governor and the supermajority of Republicans in Tallahassee, they decided last time that since Democrats are successful with vote by mail, we will make it just that much harder for Democrats to vote. By voting by mail, they decided used to be you could vote from presidential election to presidential election every four years, not now. Right now, you are only allowed a two-year stint. Your request only holds for two years. So if you thought you were going to get a a ballot for 23 or 24, nope, that will, you'll be sitting home waiting for a ballot that will never arrive unless you do this very important thing. And we will talk about this extensively as we turn the page into 23. And that is every single Democrat in Seminole County has to re-up their request to get their mail ballot back. Otherwise, you won't have one. And that's, uh, you know, I think I described it this way. In the 2022 election, there were in, in all elections, right, moving forward, there are three buckets of votes. One of them is vote by mail. One of them is early voting. 
you know, a week or two ahead of time going to the library, right? And the third one, of course, is election day. Well, the only bucket that Democrats excelled, in which the Democrats excelled, is the vote by mail bucket. And guess what? They decided to put just another speed bump in the way, just another hurdle in our path. But we, the Seminole County Democratic Party, are going to be laser focused. Uh, and if Tracy was here, she would make fun of me because that is a really descriptive way. I am really focused on this. And that is getting all of the people who did vote by mail in 18 or 20 or 22 to re-up their vote by mail status. So they're not sitting home twiddling their thumbs waiting for a ballot that will never arrive. So these are the things that we are doing. And we did last week, we introduced Andrew Lisa to the nine precinct area leads. And then each of them now knows what areas they are responsible for and which areas are filled and which areas are open and who can we focus on in the open areas to fill the, to fill the gap. That's a big project as well for next year. So it's vote by mail and it's fill the gap. It's get some of those precincts filled in Seminole County with democratic people. If you like to talk to your neighbors, this is a perfect job for you. Because if you knock on a friendly door, and we would only, of course, send you to Democratic doors who had vote by mail before, if you would be nice enough to say, I'd like to talk to my subdivision, right? I'd like to talk to my homeowners you know, group, my homeowners association. If you registered for vote by mail, you don't have one. Here's how you get another one. And it is something that is simply done online. And, but don't do it now. Because if you do it now, it will still be thrown in the trash can on the first of the month. So wait until the first. And as you are waiting to watch the bowl game and the parade, that's when you do it on January 1 of 23. Don't do it now. It won't count. I don't want you to think, oh, well, I'll just get ahead of the game and, and sign up now. Just mm -mm, doesn't work like that. So I just I just wanted you to know that that's kind of where we are with that. Um, what else can I tell you that is new and exciting? So those are the things that we did last week. All right. Coming up uh, this week. Oh, I want to show you this new map because this is a critical part of what we're going to talk about today. Hang on just a moment. Let me open this up. Here we go. OK, this that's now in front of my face is the new Seminole County cluster map for 2023. The Republicans have the same precincts. It's not like our map is different from their map. It's just how we divided it up. And that's exactly what we did. We divided it into nine, as you see here, color coded um, uh, areas, and we have somebody in charge of all of them. Each of our areas has nine, on the average, nine precincts in it. I don't know if you noticed, the rural boundary on the east side of the county is so geographically spread out that we think, I think we gave them only eight, so somebody else had to pick it up. A couple of the, I guess a couple of the precinct areas have ten. But it is an equitable split across the county because we have 82 counties. I was hoping it would be nine apiece and one would have 10 for the 80, you know, nine times nine is 81. Somebody would have the extra one, 10. But since I really wanted to be kind to the rural boundary, to the eastern half of our county, because it is so spread out. I mean, there's more alligators than people there. Right. So I wanted to make sure they have a lot of area to cover. I wanted to make sure that they were able to be successful. So I took one from them and gave to yet another 
area. So it's 10, there are two areas with 10. And we were kind to our rural boundary area, to the eastern half of our county, and we have only eight over there. So, so that's, that's kind of what we did last week. Larry made the pretty map. Andrew took over the PALS. Each of the nine people either re-upped or we got some new blood in there, new folks, new enthusiasm, new shoe leather in there. And that's what we did. I just wanted you to get a sneak peek at what we are doing when we turn the page. That's the watchword for this month. We're turning the page in January. And when it comes to vote by mail, critical. When we turn the page and you go from December to January, from 2022 to 2023, guess what? We've got some assignments for you, if you will. And nothing is really overwhelming because everybody takes a little piece of the, uh, the burden and nobody is overwhelmed. That was the whole point of dividing it up and then splitting the county evenly, even Stephen. And, and that's, that's what we did. So yeah, I'm happy to report that everybody was excited. Some of these precinct area leaders, the PALs are spectacular and they are almost always on here. Let me see who's on here. Yep, they are almost always on here. And they have said to me, you know, well, gosh, I, you've expanded my area and I had such a great connection to my area last time. But you know what? Everybody wants a piece, you know, like nobody likes change. And so we are making sure that everybody has the tools they need, the resources they need, the enthusiasm they need. They have, and they have people under them who are terrific. And, and that's how we try to divide up, divide up the county. And I am so excited at the people who agreed to re-up um, with it. And, and uh, yeah, so that's, that's where we are with that. Um, let's see. Um, we talked a little bit of what's coming up this week, uh, current events last week, by the way, it was just, it was a his, an historic week um, with the January 6th um, final hearing. And then late last night, right before 10 p.m. last night on Thursday, uh, the January 6th report came out. Um, no question pointing a finger at the former president for orchestrating the January 6th riot and insurrection. Uh, the testimony from former White House staffer Cassidy Hutchinson was nothing if not heroic. Uh, she did, you know, after consulting with a Trump lawyer uh, in Trump world, she called it, uh, she realized that she could not continue with that representation because the lawyer, who probably will be disbarred, but the lawyer was suggesting that she just simply forget what happened and the stories that she was able to uh, testify about under oath to the committee and to and to Congress, so she her testimony was, um, in my my opinion, she is is a heroine in the story of American democracy. And I, if you have not yet heard of her testimony, where she talked about the president wanting to go to the Capitol, um, and the driver wouldn't take him there, and he went and sort of lunged for the guy's neck and stuff. Anyway, lots of things about it. All of a sudden, everybody has selective amnesia who was also part of that story. And, but she said, you know, I'm not going to lie about this. I'm not going to fudge the truth about this. I'm not going to um, remember just enough details to get me in trouble. Um, and I don't want to perjure myself. And I want to say exactly what I know is true. And so sure enough, she did that. So January 6th report last week was historic and historic moment in our history. Another historic moment was the speech by the president of Ukraine, Volodymyr Zelensky, 
who was talking simply about um, giving thanks to the United States for A, letting him speak before a joint session of Congress, but also for all of the money, the ammunition, the, you know, all the other munitions that we sent uh, to them uh, over the last 10 months. Everyone thought Ukraine was going to fold after just a couple of days. Um, and now it has been 10 months tomorrow and they have not. And the resolve of the Ukrainian president and the Ukrainian people was on full display. And while he gave the speech in English, the, the president of Ukraine, Zelensky, gave the speech in English. I'm sure you heard it. If you didn't, it's worth going back and, and looking at it. It's about a 20, 25 minute speech. And he is, again, a historic, a, a, her a hero in the, the story of democracy around the world. Cassidy Hutchinson might be a, story, you know, a heroine when it comes to American democracy, but Zelensky is a hero when it comes to global democracy. And the uh, resolve to fight off the annexation of Russia and the war by Vladimir Putin um, and his people have stood firm and have stood with resolve that no one ever expected from the people of Ukraine. So that was a historic and historic moment uh, in our national and global history. And it all happened here last week. Um, there is actually uh, another piece of, you know, every time I see it on the news, it is shocking to me. And that is the polar, what is it called? Not polar vortex. It's called something. Somebody will write it in the chat. It's there's some there's there's a blizzard coming with wind and it's like a polar express that has been marching across from west to the east coast and flights are canceled. Temperatures are below zero in big swaths of the United States. As a matter of fact, tonight, right here in central Florida, we are going to go to freezing or maybe even below freezing, which to me is a monumental story to talk about. Because none of us are prepared, you know, none, that's why we moved here, right? That's where we, why we grew up here and love living in Central Florida and in Seminole County because it doesn't get that cold here. Um, at the moment, I think it's, mm, I don't know, in the 60s. So my one daughter is in Denver and I woke up this morning and it was minus six. Yes, Celsius, I mean Fahrenheit, minus six degrees Fahrenheit at 7.30 in the morning. Well, I guess it's 5.30 out there. So it was still dark and still pre- dawn and all that but still she said yesterday it was minus 10 or something crazy that is crazy crazy friends in chicago those airports are shut down friends along you know i have my daughter other daughters in washington dc and it is also and and my uh, stepson is in new york city in brooklyn these you know the family members that are all over the country are socked in with snow socked in with wind and cold and freezing cold temperatures so please stay warm. Even in central Florida, we can say stay warm. Uh, and you will have to definitely bundle up. And it might be time to turn on that heater or crank up that fireplace. If you're putting that fireplace on, please know what you're doing. Make sure the flu's open. I made that mistake one time. So yeah, I want to make sure that everybody is, is safe and has a happy and healthy year. Um, and it is, you know, it's a confluence of weather, but it's also a confluence of happy. It's a confluence of holidays in December. It is Hanukkah overlapping with Christmas, overlapping with Festivus, overlapping with Kwanzaa, all four. How cool is that? I find that very cool. All of us having something to celebrate Festivus for the rest of us. Uh, so anyway, that's the, that's the good news. And uh, Kwanzaa is 
Monday, and that's a whole candle thing, an African-American holiday that is, uh, it's beautiful and has a great history. And if you celebrate Kwanzaa, happy Kwanzaa to you. Uh, that's, that's where we are right now. Now, I am going to make this a short chat because it is the holiday edition number two. Uh, we have one more and we wrap up 2022. We will be here next Friday, which is the what? The 30th, maybe? Yeah, the 30th of December. So uh, today, and when we talk about food, uh, today is National Bake Day. There's no food attached, but if you are a baker, this would be the season. So if you're baking something, let's knock yourself out. Today is National Bake Day for, you know, Christmas cookies or whatever it is. Uh, tomorrow, this is a food that is, I guess it's a an acquired taste. Never a fan. Uh, it is um, eggnog day. Tomorrow, Saturday, the 24th of every December, is National Eggnog Day. I know you can uh, spike it with, what, rum? But I, I don't know, just the whole, the whole consistency of that is just too yash for me. So no thank you. Tomorrow is Eggnog Day. So that's uh, tomorrow. If you're a fan of eggnog, that would be your day. Uh, Sunday, again, um, very seasonal, very appropriate. Every year on the 25th of December, it is pumpkin pie day. Seems like if you're having a Christmas dinner, you're having a Thanksgiving feast, you're having everybody over for the holiday. Pumpkin pie is something that most people adore. Pumpkin spice, pumpkin everything, pumpkin muffins, pumpkin egg. Nope. Never been a giant fan of the pumpkin of the pumpkin spice, of the pumpkin flavoring. So, but Sunday, for those of you who are pumpkin people, it's your time. And uh, that is Sunday, pumpkin pie day. So make that part of your, your Sunday Christmas spectacular. Um, Monday, one thing that I do, I figure I have to find something that I really like because between eggnog and pumpkin pie, I was getting kind of depressed. So I decided to forge ahead to next week and see what we had between the time that we're together. And Monday is something that there is, well, nobody doesn't like, right? It's candy cane day, Monday. Is candy cane day. It's the day after Christmas. It's called Boxing Day, right? Where you return a bunch of stuff. Um, and that's that's a big day, you know, for stores to open and for you to return all the crap you got that you didn't like. And I I think this year, uh, like in the last couple of years during the pandemic and, and this year as we come out of the pandemic, people uh, are doing a lot online. And if you get something that you have not actually touched, have not tried on, have not gotten the feel of and you get it and it's like, no, or you've given it to someone and they don't choose it, you know, if they're going to return it, returns are easier than ever. You don't have to actually even box it up. In some cases, you can return Amazon stuff at like a, a UPS store or something. I don't know. It's super easy to return stuff. So make sure that you keep your receipt. And, and Monday is not only return day, but it's National Candy Cane Day. And here's another one, Tuesday. Okay, so four out of the five are kind of yucky. Four out of the five. Uh, the Tuesday one is National Fruitcake Day. And I'm thinking, mm-mm, fruitcake, really? Fruitcake? Oh, my. I am just not a giant fan of fruitcake, so no thank you. Uh, but anyway, those are the things. So today, National Bake Day, Saturday, Eggnog, Sunday, Pumpkin Pie, Monday, Candy Cane, Tuesday, Fruitcake. Five things, most of them to me are yash. But kiss the cook, kiss the baker, that's today. Uh, so anyway, that's, that's where we are with that. We will be back next week. After all of the uh, uh, festivities of this weekend, and again, if you sell for those who celebrate, Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, and of course, Festivus for the rest of us. That's today. Here, I found a cute picture. Wait, I'll show you. If you weren't here at the beginning, here it is. Festivus for the rest of us. 
it's the airing of grievances day and that's that's where we are yep and i will i will what i will what i will say is uh thank you for being with us this year and we are moving ahead from strength to strength from 22 to 23